Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak. I'm your host, Elena Fox Starts. Hey guys, I hope you're doing really well in this moment in time. And that whenever and wherever you happen to be, under a glorious Perseid meteor-filled sky, that you are able to... Pay attention to the synchronicities and the coincidences that are all around you that are signs from the universe to let you know that you are literally controlling your world. You are creating, co-creating your world in every given moment. I don't know if you guys have ever read the book Illusions. Adventures of a Reluctant Messiah. It's one of my favorite books. It's one of the first spiritual books I ever read. It's a little novel written by Richard Bach. And his last name is spelled B-A-C-H. I don't know if he's any relation to Johannes Sebastian Bach. Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. But Illusions is a really good book. And in the book, he, the main character, uh, and as well as the author, is a pilot. And he has a biplane that's open air and he wears goggles. And he takes people on rides above uh, cornfields in places like Iowa and Ohio in the United States. And he comes across a guy who's also an airplane pilot. He has his own rig, his own setup. And he lands in the field and he sees this guy. And he kind of rolls his plane over. And the other guy says, uh, what took you so long? I've been waiting for you. And he's like, we didn't, I I don't even know you, you know, like, what, what do you mean you've been waiting for me? Anyway, in the course of several weeks, this guy teaches the main character all kinds of spiritual principles. So it's a really lovely way to be introduced to metaphysics in a simple way. Also, it's fun and adventurous as well as sometimes funny. But in this story, there's one part of it that just has always stuck out in my mind. And the Messiah, the spiritual guru, or maybe he's a spiritual master, I I don't know. Maybe he's a saint. But he um, 
expresses to the main character. He says, you know, if you want something and you ask the universe for it and you focus on it and you think about it, you're going to get it. And the main character is getting kind of annoyed by all the spiritual stuff. He's just like, God, you know, en- enough with this guy already, you know, just, it's just too much. And, and he's just like, oh yeah, well, I tell you what I want. I want a blue feather. <laughs> That's what I want. If I can come across a blue feather in my path in the next few days, then I know what you're telling me is true. And he knew that there were no bluebirds anywhere near where they were. He was just being kind of a jerk, you know, in his mind at least. He was just like, never going to happen. Blue feather, blue feather my ass, right? And a couple days later, they're in a diner. And he ordered coffee and he ordered milk the coffee. And the lady's like, you know, the waitress is like, you have to, you know, buy like a carton of milk like a little tiny carton you can't we don't have milk just on hand but he's like yeah fine okay I'll I'll pay for milk so he pays for a little carton of milk (laughs) and right on that blue and white carton is a picture of a blue feather and he's like oh my god everything you've been telling me is true that was like one of his pivotal moments the blue feather moment So it's something that's stuck in my mind quite a bit. And I have had days where I'll mention something and within an hour or a few hours, that thing I mention comes to fruition one way or another. And this is a strange, really strange example. But today my son decided... Today's day, I'm going to make pickles, but he found a recipe, a way to make pickles that helps you to make them quickly, like within like an hour or two, as opposed to canning them and preserving them. And three weeks later, you've got pickles. I mean, like immediately he makes pickles and, and they're like the dill Vlasic type pickles, but better. You know, we had a a big cucumber. And so he cut it up. He made it all perfect. And um, cut up some carrots because he wanted to pickle carrots with it. And it's such a strange thing, you know. Like, he just was very, uh, a few months ago, he was very much craving the old classic pickles from the United States. You can't get pickles here the way that you can there. It's a totally different... um, You could get pickles here, but they're not very good. They're very strange, very different flavor. So my son was like, okay, I'm going to make pickles. And he made the pickles. He he did the whole thing. And I just happened to be watching, um, I want to say it was Jane the Virgin. I think it was Jane the Virgin. And... As soon as he was finished with the pickles and he had them in the pickle jar and he was just pushing everything just under the surface of the briny water, the brine and vinegar water, and he had his hand wrapped around the jar and 
the one of the characters in the show I was watching said, well, that would go down like pickle juice. And I looked at him and he looked at me and we were like, that is really, really strange. I mean, right at that moment when he was pushing <laughs> the pickles under the pickle juice, that was like the weirdest thing. Well, it got weirder today because later we were watching um, Modern Family on Netflix, which we do sometimes. We'll eat dinner and put Modern Family on and have a couple laughs while we're eating. And then we'll usually pause it and talk for 20 minutes. But they said something about some of the, one of the characters said something about pickles. I think it was um, Gloria, the character Gloria, said, said something about pickles. And we just looked at each other again because he had just gotten the jar of pickles and brought it to the table. And we were sitting together eating pickles right when she said pickles again, second time. We're like, well, that's really weird. Twice in a matter of hours, right when we were thinking about it, we were eating pickles. We were, you know, he was making pickles and then later we were eating them. And a third time, yet a third time today, I happened to come across an old clip by, uh, of the comedian Joe DeVito on YouTube. And I just discovered this guy and he's been around for a long time, I guess, you know, the whole time I've been out of the States apparently. And it's not lost on me. His initials are JD because <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember if you've stuck around with me for the last 18 months, you know that. I've been um, asking and asking the universe to bring me my twin flame and I know his initials are JD and I actually met uh, Jude Dikoff which is my near twin flame. He's not my twin flame but he is my near twin and it's very strange that even my, my other near twin that I dated for a while, he, his first name begins with J. His last name does not, but it's all very strange coincidence. So, I mean, this Joe DeVito guy just connected with this humor immediately. And I just saw this 35 minute clip about dating over 40 and he's like 50, he's the same age as me. He's like 51 and he's hilarious. And anyway, I just happened across like a little one or two minute clip of his comedy from like seven years ago six or seven years ago. And in it, he says the word pickle again, a third time today. Now I don't hear this very often. It's not generally in every single show I watch. Obviously it's just very weird. It was weird timing. And I just looked at my son and I said, look, you're, you're creating your universe. You're co-creating your world. And he and I were talking quite a bit about twin particles that, you know, when one changes, even if the other one is several light years away, it changes instantaneously. Like the most powerful computer on the, on the planet clocked how fast it takes for a, a twin particle to change when the initial particle is changed. And the scientists say that they think it's much faster than what this computer said, because even though it's the best computer on the planet right now, 
it still can't measure it as accurately as they would like. So we are talking about this. We're talking about how photons work and light. And we got really into this deep quantum physics type discussion. And we're talking about the nature and reality of the universe. We were talking about our uh, ability to telepath and how that might possibly be related to light or twin particles or how twin particles could help people uh, to telepath that don't already have the natural gift um, developed even though everyone has the the potential we all have the gift but not all of us have uh, utilized that muscle so to speak you know it, it can be developed in everybody though we all have the ability to telepath but we were talking about this and we were like really speculating about a whole bunch of different things. But I told him, you know, you you create your universe with your mind, with your thoughts. And it's very, very strange that you were thinking about pickles and making pickles. And three times that word came up in random things we were watching today. Now, I wasn't watching TV all day long, even though it sounds like I was. I actually did um, almost a month's worth of, of work today. I'm exhausted. I mean, I woke up really early in the morning, and I've been working, um, I mean, I worked like seven hours, eight hours on, um, I mean, I worked quickly too, but I just, I did a lot of assignments. I reviewed, uh, peer-reviewed a lot of assignments from other people and I watched a lot of videos I took a ton of notes you know I'm working on my test certification and yesterday I found out that instead of the four classes that I had researched on there it turns out that there's actually eight class eight courses in the specialization and each course is six weeks long so when I first researched this, I thought it would be um, possibly a month, possibly up to four months, and it, it's between seven months and like ten months, something like that. Um, if you know, you only have like five or seven hours a week, right? Well, I'm cramming like crazy because I want to get a job really quick. So I mean, I was studying all day long. I did over like well, close to a month's worth of work according to, you know, their um, criteria or whatever. So, I mean, I was working, working, working all day long. And so I, I'm like, I'm going to take a break. <laughs> I'm going to watch one episode of Jane the Virgin, and then I'll go back to it. So when it was like during that one break, and then I went back to work, and then I did some more research, and then lit, and then we watched one episode of Modern, Modern Family and then we had some downtime just hanging out. He was playing a video game and I was watching just random things on YouTube for only like 20 minutes. So, I mean, I spent like two hours today watching things that weren't related to school. But during those, but during those two hours, three times word pickles came up. But I told him, I said, this is, this is a weird coincidence. It's like proof, you know, it's really evidence that you thought so hard about making pickles and then you made them, you thought about them quite a bit, that 
that that intense amount of thinking you put into it literally attracted those things to him in the form of like the video clips or whatever that where people mentioned pickles and that was just a sign you know it's just a sign like look how powerful you are with your mind you know you think about something and there it is and when I was scrolling through YouTube and I haven't listened to it yet but Shree and Kira um, basically Kira Ross she put up some um, what looks like a very powerful it's almost an hour long um, episode of their uh, show which is kind of a show on YouTube and they were talking about instantaneous manifestation now I'd like to check that out because I don't know if she means holding out your hands and getting the loaves and fishes I mean that's the kind of instant manifestation I'm looking for and I've been really powerfully uh, communicating with God about it like I want to learn this now (laughs) you know if I um, need to grow a pile of money with my mind pay the rent you know (laughs) I mean and if I learn then you guys will know because I will probably make a class about it and show you how to do it you know I'd like to be a human replicator and instantaneously create whatever it is I need want whatever at that moment which usually is a piece of red licorice. <laughs> you know, I, you know, it's just a simple thing. <laughs> usually the simple things that I want. Um, you know, I don't need piles and piles of gold and jewels, nothing like that. But I would, I, I would really like a, a piece of licorice every now and again. Because you can't get it here. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, I've been thinking about it a lot. And then reading The Kaiba Lion last night, that just, that wiped me out. Like, uh, another thing Shri, Kara, Shri and Kara were saying, were um, talking, they were talking about, uh, right now is the time for spiritual upliftment or spiritual fatigue. And everybody is going through, you know, either one of these, right? You know, having like spiritual, like, more enlightenment basically and or spiritual fatigue and I I know I've been fatigued today but I don't think it's a spiritual fatigue I think it's more of a I did four months I mean four weeks worth of work in like six hours I mean I just was working my butt off today (laughs) or my head (laughs) my butt head no I'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) and beefs and butthead impression okay but I I was um I've been really thinking about instantaneous manifestation and here I called that into my world with you know Shri and Kira suddenly that's their topic which is crazy I'm pretty certain they don't actually ever listen to my show I'm pretty certain they don't even though I've mentioned on their, I've posted on their posts on Instagram as well as YouTube saying, hey, by the way, I mentioned you guys on the show. If you want to check it out, here it is. I don't think they've ever really given a crap enough to actually listen to my little podcast when they're kind of famous 
but, and they do live like 45 minutes from here. So, and I have a friend in common with them. They don't really know that though, but I, I feel like, um, someday we'll meet and then they'll go, Oh yeah, we didn't mention your, and we saw your comment. Maybe they did. Maybe they don't. I don't know. But, um, something happened to me last night and I mentioned it at the end of the show last night while I was reading the Kaibalion to you guys and I don't know how long those pauses were I know I had a couple moments where it was like a very long pause and I felt like I was falling asleep but at the same time I really wasn't I was hopping up to a very high plane of existence and I've only been there before a couple times like over 20 years ago I remember going there and there's this like white and gray marble slab like a table but these men stand around it and I don't know if they're in the seventh or the ninth dimension but they're like spiritual masters and they're wearing white robes and most of them have like white long flowy hair and beards and you know, kind of like Kenny Rogers. <laughs> One of the guys looked a little bit like Kenny Rogers, which is kind of hilarious. But um, I think one of the other guys has darker, uh, like grayish, whitish hair. But I don't really recognize them. I don't know who they are or who they were. And there's a lot of spiritual masters on the planet. And at any given time, there's a certain number of spiritual masters on the planet that are here to help humanity. Most of them secretly and in silence and they don't tell people they don't advertise who they are you know there's one woman who calls herself a spiritual master on instagram just ignore that she's not (laughs) i know she's not because of some of her very ignorant posts that she put you know on i i like had a blocker it was that bad but um usually if someone puts themselves out there as hey i'm a spiritual master then they generally uh, probably aren't. I don't claim to be a spiritual master. I don't think I am. I feel like it's one of those, if you have to ask things, then you know what I mean? But spiritual masters don't necessarily know they're spiritual masters the same way that crazy people don't usually know they're crazy. (laughs) And by the way, that's something Shree I mean, Kira, Kira Ross said today on her show, she said, I did watch it for like five minutes. I didn't watch the whole hour, but it was live and I caught it the last like five minutes. So I just was like, all right, fine. I'll watch the rest of this later. But she did say, um, we're here to let you know that, yeah, you are actually experiencing this profound moment right now. No, you are not crazy. Yes, thousands and thousands and thousands of people around the world are experiencing the same thing that you are experiencing right now, right? And what you have been for the past two, three, four years, right? Or longer for some of us, right? But, um, yeah, I just, this weird thing happened to me and I was reading to you guys. And while I was reading to you guys, I went up and read the original Kaibalion, these masters of light were standing around and they wanted to help me understand what the Kaibalion is. <laughs> and today I was talking to God about it again. And God's like, well, you know, that book really is a portal. 
<laughs> I'm reading a portal to you guys every Monday. <laughs> oh my God. Don't listen to the Kaiba Lion and drive at the same time, just in case. I'm literally reading to you guys a portal. I mean, I like left and I went up to these guys and I was speaking to you guys at the same time. I was up there having conversations with these guys and I was reading the Kaibalion and they were explaining it to me. I can't tell you what happened during those explanations. I don't remember them. Sometimes when you leave your body and you go through a spiritual portal and you go learn from higher vibrational beings, you're not allowed to consciously remember what happened. You might remember that that happened, but you don't remember what the conversations were. Sometimes you're not allowed to remember exactly what took place. And you might have 10 amazing insights. And you come here and you're like, oh man, I don't remember a single one, damn it. I mean, I when I died one time, I went up to heaven and I was brought before the goddess. This beautiful golden throne. And she was so bright like the sun, I couldn't even see her. And she said, I want, to a- I want you to ask me anything. I'm going to give you all the answers to anything you want to ask. And I'm like, awesome. And I asked for the unified field theory uh, mathematical equation. That was what I wanted to know. And she's like, oh, that's easy. And she waved her arm and a a whiteboard appeared. And on the whiteboard was the equation. And I was like, yes. Oh, I'm going to bring this back to earth. Oh, man, I'm going to be rich. And I'm going to help people. I'm going to help the scientists. This is the formula they've been looking for. And it's not nearly as big of an equation as what they thought. And... When I got back here after my near-death experience, all I could remember was the right half of the equation, (laughs) which is equals one (laughs) unified field theory. We all know it equals one. It's the one equation that connects everything to everything else. So obviously it equals one unified that's implied one I was so frustrated with that I was like oh man just like sand grasped in the palm of my hand I had it I had that answer that big answer to an even bigger question and I couldn't remember it And sometimes we're not allowed to remember. This is why uh, most of us don't remember our past lives unless we ask and ask and ask and ask and ask, ask and ask, ask and ask and ask. (laughs) You think that's annoying? Boy, I ask God every single day, every single night. I would wake up in the morning and ask God. It took me weeks before I had my first dream about a past life. And then I never stopped asking after that. And since then, I've remembered over 20 of my past lives. And since then, I've met several people from most of those past lives. And I've started to put things together. Because I kept asking. 
you know, ask and you shall receive, knock and the door shall be opened unto you. That's what they say, right? It's, I think that's in the Bible, right? Is that what Jesus said, maybe? Maybe. <laughs> ask and the door shall be opened unto you. There was a, um, a famous painting that hung in our church when I was a little kid and I was raised Christian. I'm not Christian now, but it was a picture of Jesus standing just outside the door and he was knocking on the door and the door was already open. And it said that ask and the door shall be opened unto you and you know, seek and you shall find right basically. And I mean, I stared at that for so many hours, just something to this beyond what the verse of the Bible is and beyond what the actual painting is there's some secrets there's secrets in that painting and I don't I, I didn't know exactly what the secrets were but I knew there was some deep hidden occult esoteric message there that I was going to understand as an adult so I stared and stared and stared at it as a kid burning that image into my mind you know I mean, there's something about Jesus's robes touching the ground but not being dirty. There was something about the angle which his arm was knocking on the door. I mean, there's some hidden stuff I didn't I didn't know what I didn't know yet. I knew someday I'll figure it out, right? In fact, I'd love to see that that painting now. It's like I might be able to pick out a lot of hidden symbols that I couldn't before. But that's just how it is, right? You know, you think about something and you bring it about. What you think about, you bring about. That's what they say. What you think about, you bring about. If your mind can conceive it, you can achieve it. If you can conceive it and then believe it, you will achieve it. I've heard that both ways. It is what it is, you know? It's just, we are co-creators of this universe, of our own world or our, our own miniverse and <laughs> we are multi-dimensional beings in a multiverse and once you start realizing this and once you start understanding on different levels I mean it just blows my mind how many levels I understand that on now and how many lifetimes I am aware of living at any given moment and it's not every day, all the time, but in those moments when I'm quiet and I start to think about it, and then all of a sudden I start to realize where I'm living and with who and what's happening around me. I mean, I've been aware of like four or five lifetimes, it, lives at once that I'm living right now on different planets and different dimensions on different timelines. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, this stuff is trippy as hell, man. But yeah, the Kabbalion, guys, I, it's a portal and I, it's a portal to a higher dimension where you will learn more esoteric principles than what the book itself says. And the book itself is very intense. And even these masters of light told me last night, you have to read the book like 33 times. 33 is a number of the Christ. 33 is the number of the Scottish Rite. 30, 
two degree Masons. I'm sure you've heard of 32nd degree Mason. My father, my own father was a 32nd degree Mason. And he told me Scottish Rite, that's for special people. You know, kings and princes and presidents. It's not for mere mortals like you or I, he said. But it is the number of the Christ. I do know this. I mean, is there any wonder, any any wonder at all that Walt Disney had his 33 club? It's a hidden occult club right in the middle of Disneyland. And in order to join it, there's like a two to four year waiting list. And once you get on the waiting list, you have to pay like $15,000. I don't know if that's once or per year, but it's like $15,000 just for the privilege of being um, invited when you're at Disneyland to dine in a special dining room where they serve alcohol and they serve all kinds of things, probably Cuban scars. I don't know. I don't know. I've never been a part of that, but it's a 33 club. And I remember seeing the plaque on the wall when I was there, just off of that Bourbon Street <laughs> in the New Orleans section of Disneyland. It said 33. I think it's Bourbon Street. Maybe it's not called that. I don't know. But <laughs> it's what it's supposed to be, you know, Louisiana. Nolens, New Orleans. But, um... I was thinking about this and this coincidences thing and the synchronicities thing and the instant manifestation of things and um, especially when it comes to creating, co-creating your world. So I want you guys to pay attention this coming week. Coincidences so, so and synchronicities and I, I've been thinking what was the difference between the two. I think a synchronicity has something to do with timing. It's a coincidence that's immediately apparent in timing and a coincidence might be a little bit delayed possibly but they're pretty much the same thing but I also like how synchronicity is timing like if you really really need I don't know something and the person who can provide that something for you happens to run into you that day and you haven't seen them for months and now it's perfect timing because they have a service that they could provide to you and you need that service immediately boom whoa can't believe it been looking for a studio and the person I know who has a studio I lost their number and then just ran into him what a coincidence perfect timing what a synchronicity you know um I think they're kind of the same thing, but I think synchronicity might be a little bit more synchronous. It might just be right. Like when my son had his hand on the pickle juice. I mean, it was like, it was pickles with pickle juice in it. And he was literally, he had his hand on the jar. It has a handle. It looks like a, a like you're going to drink it. Like it looks like a, a big mug. It's got a, a way to put a lid on top. I mean, and right when, right when he put his hand on it, they said that will go down like pickle juice. I think it was on um, Jane the Virgin. It was like hilarious. It was like, wait, what? That's so strange. 
nice timing. <laughs> and my son, for days, he's had these kinds of timing. But today with the pickles, I was a little bit more intense. Like, whoa. And it's not a word you hear every day, right? So we were marveling at that <laughs> today. It was just insane. Like, wow. So, I don't know, guys. I mean, this is what I've been really contemplating, you know, in my moments. I wasn't contemplating the university classes today. It was just it's funny that I went to that portal before when I read this book. And I don't remember reading the end of the book. I don't at all. But I'm pretty sure I did. Even if I didn't understand it, I felt like somehow it's good for me. And then last night when I left, I went to that portal and I spoke to the same exact people. The same masters that were there before. And it's like, I was kind of weirded out and disoriented. (laughs) At the end of the show, was was I not? Like, I was just like, whoa, this is so strange. I love it. I mean, I want to go back. I, now I'm going to read it consciously and be like, yeah, I think I'm I'm going to hop on up there, talk to these guys about some instant manifestation. I'm ready to learn how. I know there's a very easy and practical way. It's just a higher science. There's a metaphysics to it. It's a higher it's a higher science like it's not just a metaphor that Jesus fed the people with loaves and fishes he literally did that you know I know he did and I know that other masters of light have manifested stuff immediately in their hands and I know that I did manifest I've manifested some strange things but one of the most common things I did manifest was a thing of maple syrup when my guests came over for the weekend and I didn't know these people very well and I wanted to make them a nice breakfast and get to know them the day after they spent the night. They're my, uh, they were my um, friends of my husband's that he had known for like 20 or 30 years something like that, you know, maybe not even that long, maybe it was only 15 years, but just felt like 30, I don't know. We ended up having a falling out with him after two road trips with him, or no, maybe it was one road trip. Yeah, one road trip, see, you know, honestly, don't travel with people if you don't want the relationship with them to end, because traveling with people, that's a make it or break it scenario. (laughs) You're either going to be absolutely closer with them and everything's going to be fantastic fan fucking tastic or you're never going to see them again and I've traveled with people that I will never see again more often than not traveling's rough you know even if it's easy travel it's still rough long road trips man that's a make or break it scene for <laughs> for sure and I and I have traveled people that I'm still friends with you know um I've gone camping with friends, you know, like my friend Amber. You know, I've gone camping with her, you know, at her campsite and spent the night there. And 
I mean, we were friends till till she died last year. And we were friends for, um, gosh, I think I was 21 when I met her. So 30 years almost we were friends. No, no, it's a lie. I was 19. So yeah, we were friends like 32 years. But yeah, um, yeah, make it or break it with a traveling thing. That's, if any of you are out there, uh, there's a reason I said that. So if you're thinking about traveling with somebody, think long and hard before you go, because even if it's, especially if it's uh, a romantic relationship and you guys want to go traveling together, it's, it's, uh, it strengthens or breaks up your relationship for sure. I traveled with my first boyfriend a lot and we became very close as a result. It didn't occur to me that we'd break up. It was so funny. I remember there's, I'm going to tell you guys this really hilarious story because actually true story happened. We decided to take a trip up to, up the Pacific coast highway. We have never, I had never been on the whole part of it. He never had either. And we started from Santa Barbara and took it all the way up. This is highway one, the Pacific coast highway. And it goes, uh, next to the beach and also very, very high cliffs in the mountains overlooking the ocean. And when we got to, I want to say Northern California, heading on into Oregon, but on the, you know, I think it was Northern California still. And it was dark, it was late, it was night. And we were way up there, way past Eureka in the Redwood Forest. Um, but we couldn't see anything, it was so dark. We couldn't see any the trees. We were kind of bummed about that. We'd see some trees, but we couldn't really see how huge they were. And I was so excited. I wanted to see the trees. So we stopped at one place and we, and we could smell the pines, but we couldn't see them. It was so dark. We could see the stars though. And we ate dinner and I bought a flashlight. I'm going to see those damn trees. And the minute I um, turned on the flashlight and shone it on one of those big, big thousand year old trees, I was like, whoa, look at the trees, and I shone the light on it, and I felt a zap of energy come through the car and into the flashlight, and in the zap of energy, it felt like electricity came through my hand, and I screamed, dropped the flashlight, because my hand was hot, and the flashlight um, fell when I went to pick it up, it didn't work anymore. Brand new flashlight, brand new batteries suddenly doesn't work. <laughs> and the light bulb was burned out, but I felt the flash come from outside the car into the car. Those trees, nah, they've got power. Don't disrespect them. You know, the sun was down. They wanted to rest. It was like one of those crazy things. And I was like, this is going to be a really weird, eerie spooky ass night (laughs) and that's how how that evening started and the whole time we were listening to Kansas 
If you never heard of the band Kansas, it's an old band from the 70s. I know a lot of my listeners are young. You guys are like in your 20s and you may or may not have heard uh, the song Carry On My Wayward Son, which is a song about astral projection. And all of their songs, in fact, are very, very spiritual. Maybe I'll do a show on the lyrics of Kansas because that they're a very interesting band. Super interesting. But anyway, we were driving and driving and driving and driving. And all we saw were trees, 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 trees. But we couldn't see all of them, obviously, because my flashlight broke. <laughs> and we couldn't see anything. And I'm like, damn it, this just sucks. You know, we can't see. And... The car started to act up. Our car was very old. It was a little old Toyota Corolla. Usually a very reliable car unless it's super old and you haven't done a tune-up lately. Which we haven't. And it looked like it was starting to overheat or something. And my boyfriend's like, you know what? I'm going to pull off to the side of the road. I got to take a leak. We're going to let the car rest. I'm like, all right, fine. And, um, I got out, stretched my legs a little bit and it was cold as hell, lots and lots of fog. And so I just got back in the car and what's really strange. I look back at this. I felt like my dog was there with me or like my wolf was there with me, but I didn't have any animals then at all. I didn't have anything, no pets at all. So It's really strange. I look back at it and I feel like my wolf was with me. But I was alone. Now I realize that it's probably my wolf that ended up being my pet for a while. Years later, maybe his spirit was with me before. Before he was actually with me. Anyway, um, so we pull over to the side of the road. My boyfriend goes to take a leak. And, um, you know how it is. If you've ever gone to the bathroom outside, whether you're a man or a woman, um, you hear (laughs) it splashing the ground, right? Well, he didn't hear anything. He was like, that's weird. So he's like shaking his head. Like, what's wrong with my hearing? Because that can't be. And then the fog cleared up and he was standing on the very, very edge of a cliff. Um, a couple hundred feet up off the ocean. (laughs) I mean, if he had taken one more step, he would have fallen off the damn cliff. And I would have been stuck in Oregon in the middle of the night in a Toyota Corolla that I couldn't drive because I couldn't drive a stick. But I mean, oh my God, oh my God. We didn't know that we were that close to the ocean because we couldn't see anything. It was so dark. And, you know, the tree killed my flashlight. <laughs> so there was that. And then the, and then, so he gets back in the car and then now the car won't start. And I'm thinking it's the trees again. They just don't want us there. We're disturbing the peace. We're, we're being rude in their forest. The tree people, the tree folk, they don't want us there. You know, 
I'm like, we better get the hell out of here. You know, let's just go. And I told the, I told the spirits of the forest, I said, I'm sorry for disturbing your peace and we're going to go. Just let us go, you know? And the car won't turn over. We're like, oh my God. He's like, you have no idea how close this car, if this car rolls backwards, like two feet, we're going to go off the damn cliff. I'm like, are you effing kidding me right now? I got out and I stretched my legs. I walked around a little bit. He's like, yeah, pretty crazy, right? I'm like, oh my God. This isn't a shoulder we could have pulled off. Why did you pull off? He's like, well, I didn't know it was a cliff, right? So we argued a little bit. <laughs> and he's like, it's no use to argue. I'm like, yeah, I know, this is crazy. So we, um, we, uh, just sat there and he's like, I don't know what to do to fix the car. I mean, I can't get to start. I'm like, we'll make sure the damn emergency brakes on for sure. So we don't want to roll off the cliff. <laughs> Just hope there's not going to be an earthquake today. It is California after all. And um, then I just put energy. I just, I didn't do Reiki yet. Didn't know anything about Reiki yet. I didn't know I had, you know, I was going to have that ability, but I did. I put my hand to the car. I just said, car, I need you to start. And I put energy from my hands, from my body, because obviously I didn't have Reiki yet, into the car. And I asked God, please help the car to start. And I prayed for it. And the car started. He's like, how the hell did you do that? I'm like, I don't know. But I have faith. I started the car. <laughs> and then we left and we just kept driving and driving and driving. Hit Oregon. And found an actual place to, to rest. And we, and we spent the night in the car. Because we drove all the way up. We drove all the way up to Seattle. It took us days. It was like, oh my God, it was so long. Beautiful drive though, if you guys ever uh, get a chance. But anyway, that's my funny story. It was just, woo, but traveling. It made us closer, but it doesn't always do that for everybody. Anyway, let's go to spaceweather.com. Current wind speeds of the sun. <laughs> Solar wind is 300.3 kilometers per second. And we still have a... The sunspot AR2770, it's up to the upper right-hand part of the sun. And within 24 hours, it might be going around the edge of the sun. Right now, we're in the middle of the Perseid meteors shower. This is annual, comes from the Comet Swift Tuttle. And up to 100 meteors per hour. If you catch this right before the sun comes up, today will be the biggest day. But also tomorrow it's going on as well, and the next day as well. Now, um, let's see, the neutron counts in the sky coming out of Finland, from what they can gather, is very high. Lots of radiation, which explains a lot of my tiredness today. 10.2% of the space age average today. That's pretty huge. So there's a beautiful picture of the sun and the sunspot and the magnetic loops coming off of it. If you would like to um, get solar flare alerts, there is a way for spaceweather.com to text you. It's right on their website. There's a picture of the sun and it's, the information for that is right below that picture of the sun. According to NASA's All Sky Fireball Network and NASA's All Sky Cameras, that are in only 14 states in the United States. Get this, guys. They caught 129 fireballs on camera today. 
129. That is 70 sporadics and 59 were from the Perseids. So that's pretty cool, right? All right. Um, the DisclosureNews.it website is saying that eh, it's not very much going on over there. The Schumann Resonance has been 13, followed by a spike at 16, and that's it. Extremely low in, in uh, Italy right now compared to what it has been anyway. Now, two days ago, we have information on heartmath.org. We're two days delayed for some reason. <laughs> At least I use the tablet. Um, so California, at the 2300 hour of the 9th of August, which was Sunday, uh, California was at 111 hertz frequency. Keeping in mind, the fifth dimension starts at 40 hertz. So this is 111 in California. Hafuf Saudi Arabia was at zero, as well as Alberta, Canada was at zero hertz frequency. Now remember, in recent weeks, they were up to 500 or more. Uh, Lithuania was at 176 hertz frequency. Northland, New Zealand was at 62 hertz frequency. And last but not least, Palului, South Africa was at 125 hertz frequency. Let's see, I want to check out uh, how much time do we have left here. Uh, oh, yeah, we got plenty of time. Okay. We have been going over A Course in Miracles. And we're, we're coming real close. I mean, we're just a couple weeks away to finishing out the lessons. But you could check them out yourself at acim.org, which is the website for the Foundation of Inner Peace. Or you could just go get an app, many, many different colors, of apps to choose from different fonts and whatnot so uh, you can look up a course in miracles in your play store or your iPlay store I don't know I store I don't know what it's called <laughs> maybe that's it but um, it's free free and always will be and it's well worth your time and effort to take the lessons and study them well you'll unravel years and years of guilt and heartache that churches were all around the world may or may not have caused you so anyway here we go we are on lesson 353 today and this is what it is again this is a course in miracles all right my eyes my tongue my hands my feet today have but one purpose to be given Christ to use to bless the world with miracles. My eyes, my tongue, my hands, my feet today have but one purpose, to be given Christ, to use to bless the world with miracles. Father, I give all that is mine today to Christ to use in any way that best will serve the purpose that I share with him. Nothing is mine alone, for he and I have joined in purpose. Thus has learning come almost to its appointed end. A while I work with him to serve his purpose. Then I lose myself in my identity and recognize that Christ 
is but myself. My eyes, my tongue, my hands, my feet today have but one purpose, to be given Christ to use to bless the world with miracles. Again, that's lesson 353 in A Course in Miracles. All right, that's it, guys. I'm going to take a quick break. And when I come back, I will be channeling Michael Sherhan of Ashtar Command. He is part of the Pleiadian light forces that are surrounding the earth right now, sending us lots of love, lots of light, and high vibrational energy to help us birth a new world. They have been here to help us increase our own vibrations and live in the fifth dimension, just like the Pleiadians did a long time ago. Their world was the third dimensional world, and they went into the fifth dimension. But the way they did it was raise their vibration as high as possible. And when they died, when they were reborn, they came back into the fifth dimension. Totally different scenario. We are physically moving physical bodies from the third dimension to the fifth, which we already have done because we are already in the fifth dimension and we keep pushing ourselves up, 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 up. And it is happening now. Some of you know him as Ashtar Sherhan. And that's, you know, short for Michael Sherhan of Ashtar Command. But he is part of the Galactic Federation. They are here to help us. We're going to hear his message right after these messages. You're definitely going to want to stick around for this. Happy August, guys. I wanted to extend to you my birthday special. I was born this month and I wanted to do something for you guys. Normally, my readings are $111 for a tarot reading or a psychic mediumship reading. That means I can basically help you talk to any of your deceased loved ones, your higher self, even God himself, or any of the ascended masters that you've always wanted to have a conversation with. What you need to do is just contact me at mermaidgirl888 on Instagram. Just direct message me and let me know you're interested in having the birthday special $88 reading. That is $33 less than my normal price. And as always, my cloud readings are also available at $33. So there you have it. Happy August. I look forward to hearing from you. Alright guys, before we get into the channeling for this evening, I would like to, first of all, let you guys know, in case you didn't hear the news, that Kamala Harris has been named as the running mate 
for the presidential bid in the United States. And her position, if they win, will be vice president of the country. And this is the first time in American history that a woman of color has ever been basically in this position, ever, named as a potential vice president. I'm pretty sure they're going to win, and I'm pretty sure this is going to happen. And I'm actually pretty happy about it. I, I like her quite a bit. I wish she was one running for president. <laughs> I, I don't like Joe Biden so much. He's better than Trump, but I can't vote for a potential pedophile, and it just doesn't sit right with me. Kamala Harris, though, I have a feeling she's a good person all the way around and not a kid sniffer like Creepy Joe. <laughs> so I do hope they win because I think it will be better for my country, even though I don't live there. And it's a good thing in this moment that I don't live there because I did eat tacos with my son. He made soft tacos. I guess technically burritos. We called them tacos, but they're burritos. And um, it had been like years since we had this. But we chopped, my son chopped up a bunch of red onions, purple onions, and we ate them. So far, so good. I think they might be local here in Ecuador from a local farmer. But there was a mass recall in the United States on salmonella tainted onions, the purple and red onions. So uh, if you have them, either take them back to the grocery store and get your money back or just throw them out. Don't eat them. Don't eat them at all, not even if they're cooked because if they have salmonella in them, it can hurt you. It can kill you if you have a weak immune system or it's a particularly nasty strain of salmonella. And if, if you have that in your fridge, just throw it away. Throw it away right now before we get into the channeling tonight. I really wanted to announce that because I just feel like maybe not everyone has heard this. And Thompson International is a distributor for like 30 different brands of onions internationally so even if you're in Europe you gotta check and see if the salmonella has reached over there in New York City they've only had a few cases but it's throughout the whole United States so I want to mention that okay now that that's out of the way I am not a direct channel I don't allow anyone to take over my body I I guess I'm too much of a control freak. <laughs> Maybe not, but I, I Virgo just ugh, gives me a willies to think about someone else inhabiting this body. But I uh, telepath. I telepathically channel my spirits. Or Michael Sherhan is alive and well. He's in the fifth dimension, and tonight he is telepathing with me sometimes he projects himself to me I'll feel him in the room with me 
Sometimes I'll feel him touch my hand, but I don't see him with my eyes. Sometimes I will feel him give me energy. Last time I channeled him last month, he sat behind me while I telepathed with him. He had astral projected to me and was giving me energy in my spine. And today he said he's just going to stay on the ship and just be kind of consciously aware of telepathing with me. So it's a little bit different than how we did it last time. But um, I'm an indirect channel and that's how it works, works, basically. It's just... I'm hearing a high-pitched sound. And I don't know if you all can hear it. It might be in my house. Okay, I can close my ear and it's not it's not my ear. I'm like, as soon as I said I was getting ready to channel, this high-pitched sound happened in my house. Very odd. Okay. Also, I mentioned yesterday they have a sty in my eye. I woke up with it. And it's already a lot better because I rubbed a tomato, cut open a tomato and rubbed that on the outside of my eyelid. And it's already half as big as it was a couple hours ago. So if you have a sty or you ever do, just remember to rub a little bit of tomato juice on it. It's, you know, just directly from a fresh cut tomato. All right, yeah, the sound has uh, stopped in my house. Michael, is that you doing that? says no I don't know what that was also my son has been seeing a lot of UFOs so maybe Michael can shed some light as to who it is we have been seeing in the skies all right so I'm gonna take a couple deep breaths and here we go Michael Sheerhan of Ashtar Command and the Palladian Light Forces and you who are part of the Galactic Federation you may begin your transmission now Greetings it is I Ashtar Sheerhan or Michael Sheerhan of Ashtar Command if you will we are one of the same whether you hear one name or the other it's all just me <laughs> when you hear the words Sheerhan it's just me I am a galactic federation uh, commander I work and live aboard a ship that is not too far from your dear earth I come in light I come as a brother I come to you all in peace My heart is with you, every one of you, in these days, in these times. I know that there are many challenging items on the earthly agenda. I can see that there are a lot of you who are weeping because you remember the way things used to be, and you just can't take it anymore. You're having a hard time coping, as they say. Well, we are sending 
energetic relief to all of you. You should be feeling a lot better in the next two to three days. We have already started a protocol in which we are giving you very high vibrational energy and we are sending white light and a pale blue light energy to you. These energies are both calming and miraculous. They can, these two energy rays of light can heal you in ways that you don't normally think about healing. They affect your subtle energy bodies and they will bring closure to issues that have been open and unable to close and it will also bring closure to any holes you might have in your auras. It will activate your chakras in a gentle yet meaningful way and it will also bring you calmness and a sense of peace. In addition to this, we are sending all our love, just the energy of pure high vibratory love. We do consider you as sisters and brothers to our own alien race, I suppose. You consider us aliens, but we do consider that we're most likely genetically long-range cousins. It's been a lot of years since our peoples hung out together and communed together and held ceremony and prayer time together. It has been quite a while since we have had direct contact and interaction. It's not that it hasn't happened, but as far as this current timeline and time frame, if you will, and this current, basically to us current is the past 50 to 100 years, this current time, we haven't had a whole lot of contact with humans uh, physically. But we have contacted a lot of people who can channel our messages. We give each channeler a piece of the greater puzzle. And we figure if you're extremely interested in our message, you'll go out of your way to seek us out in other places as well. And when you do, you'll notice that the message is slightly different. And you'll notice that the channelers and the quality of the person channeling is different. Every person has their own bias that brings, uh, that is brought into play uh, during the channeled message. And some channelers have their own agenda while others are clear in their heart but unable with their mind to channel us directly and they put it through their filters of things like a war is battling in the heavens and 
people are killing each other and they're battling for earth and yada 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 I'm saying this is me Elena saying yada 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 he's not saying this he he's saying and on and on it goes so we're asking that you listen with a discerning ear look at the evidence of who we are through the channels that you trust and you know just understand that we are always doing our complete and total and level best to bring you the quality information and if a channeler muddies the waters we don't channel through them too often if at all again okay so now he's like kind of I feel like he's on the ship and I see him kind of shifting around a little bit like he's doing a little bit of stretches contemplating what else he's going to say Michael anything else Uh, yes we are near to you in fact very near we want to make ground contact but we're not quite there yet we are still making visual contact to those of you who bother to look up and believe that we're there and you'll see us if you believe we're there if someone looks up and they don't believe in UFOs they're not going to see not only us but anyone else who might be above your earth in a ship Okay, he's saying a lot of you have seen the giant cloud formations that are in the shape of what you consider to be a UFO or spacecraft. And while we can neither... Are you really saying that? He says it's tongue-in-cheek, but I'm saying we can neither confirm nor deny what it is that you're seeing because when we mention this phenomenon to you, every one of you will have a different picture in your mind's eye so we can't address every single picture some of them are just clouds and some of them really are cloaked ship but we do want you to know that there are other people working with the Pleiadians on the positive side of history basically and we It's just weird. I heard if you heard the coffee pot made a sound, and then right, and then right that moment something else, I think outside and also upstairs made a sound. So very strange. Sometimes I think when I'm concentrating, I actually do that with my mind. So usually it doesn't freak me out. Although earlier it happened again, <laughs> and it kind of freaked my son and I both out. Uh, okay, go ahead, Michael. I'm sorry, I lost the train and um, lost that train of thought there for a minute. So, where were we? He's like, oh yes, let me think about it a little bit. I think you're... I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) I just completely lost it, so... Oh yes, I remember now, he says. The cloak ships that look like huge round motherships those are not Pleiadian but rather 
most likely belonging to the Andromedan Council. They have several different shapes of ships, from rectangular to sometimes squarish, but mostly. Mostly the round ones you're saying. Yeah, mostly the big, big round ones. So, many of you seen their ships over Mount Shasta, for example. And all around the world, these have been showing up. These crazy-looking cloud formations. And a lot of times, it's just the Arcturians. And sometimes they want to get close, and they send their, their beaming um, energetic beams or energetic poles of light, pillars of light into the planet. They're sending a lot of relief effort, energy that will help anyone who's afraid, anyone who's sick, you know, emotionally or physically. The, um, I'm sorry, the, um, now I'm having block all of a sudden. Okay, here we go. Arcturians, Arcturians. So he's saying the Arcturians are also part of the Galactic Federation and they do work closely with us. They vibrate at a higher level than us and we communicate to them through... He's like, basically we're in the fifth dimension, but we're higher up in the fifth dimension and we have ways uh, to communicate with our ship, with theirs and we can hear them even though sometimes if they're in the room with us we can see them and sometimes they phase in and out because they're so high vibration it's hard for them to hold a solid state in this dimension so he's saying in fact you're going to come across aliens that you'll feel them like they're there but you're not going to see them most often. You'll just feel our sense of presence in your room, but it won't really be um, scary that, you know, they're not there and then one second later they're standing there and you can physically see them. So in a way, it's a good thing. I think it's a good introduction to the energies that are available to you as far as helping the Arcturian Council are very deeply spiritual and they're here to help us, help all of you, as well as help the Pleiadians, because we um, we have our spiritual crisis and our issues too, just like um, you guys are going through massive changes and our changes aren't as deep and profound as yours are because we've already been through these lessons in our world, in our home world. So, um, okay. He says, who do the Pleiadians turn to for counsel? The Arcturians or Arcturians. So we wanted to get that out of the way as far as if you'd seen the cloud pictures recently and you had the question in your mind that yes, most of those are um, of ET origin and will be pretty much there to help, he's saying just help humanity basically so there you have it with that 
We're still hoping and planning for physical contact in your world. We feel like September is a good, a good time. A lot of shifting will happen between now and September. We are going to reassess the situation in September to see if we are going to make um, sky to ground contact. And until that day, we will continue to gently and sweetly show our love and support by flying through your skies and looking like pretty much balls of light. And if you see this, send us love and energy. Just think to us whatever it is that you wish to say, whatever you wish to to, um, ask or any answers you need, whatever you're seeking. If we can help you, we will be there in a heartbeat, at least uh, mentally or if not phasing in and out (laughs) in front of you. But we need you to raise your vibration as well as tell us. Don't pray to us. We're not gods. Don't worship us. That really kind of freaks us out when some people have acted that way towards us. We consider ourselves big brothers and big sisters for you. We are not um, like dictators or kings or we're not even rock stars. We're just normal people flying a ship. For us, this is normal anyway. And we just want to be there for you for all of humanity so okay okay what else (laughs) Um, so don't pray to us but just say say out loud or just say in your minds uh, I you could send the words to us something along the lines of Ashtar Shirhan or Pleiadians or Masters of Light. You pick one of these and say, Hey, I need instruction. I need a spiritual ascension partner, or I believe in you and I want you to be on the planet with us soon. The more people say this, the more we understand that's something that is very much. need it. Many of you are so ready for this and you can't believe other people aren't. So we're going to have to ask you to exercise more patience because we are we're working towards a goal of contact in all worlds. So we have to assess the readiness of the people in different parts of the world that are in different circumstances. And he's kind of, um, I think he's talking to somebody else. I think he kind of went off for a minute. Michael, are you still there? Yeah, this is strange. Okay. I feel like there's like an issue on his, on his ship or something. 
He says it's not that big of a deal, but he has to take care of it for right now. That's so strange. Okay. Because they do have physical ships. They're just in the fifth dimension. And anyway, so basically what I think he was saying there was that we, um, he's basically saying that we're, that they care for us and we have to let them know, but don't pray to them. Don't worship them. Just say, Hey, Pleiadians, you say it out loud or in your mind's eye. And when you imagine you're getting the messages, visualize them, understanding and hearing and getting the messages. Don't worry, they will get it. They will absolutely get it. You don't even have to send a bite owl. <laughs> don't you wish we all had owl and carrier pigeons? I know I do. Like on um, Harry Potter. So, um, okay, I don't know what's going on. So, Mike, are you ready again? He says, yes, I'm back. Okay. Is everything okay? He says, oh, yes. He, he's, um, I, I heard the word engineering room and now, He's saying, I'm going to just spare you the details. Let's just say. Um, let's just say I'm here now and everything's going to be fine. Okay, great. So, anyway, you were you were saying earlier about the cloak ships being Arcturian. He says, yeah, they're famous throughout the Galactic Federation for being the ones who cloak their ships in uh, in clouds. And he's referring to me to when I took some pictures. I think they're still up on Instagram. They're definitely up on Facebook of um, the square rectangular cutouts in the sky. And when I took pictures of it later, when I got the pictures developed, I didn't get them developed. What the hell am I saying? Like, I'm starting to get into, a, like, a deeper trance, so I'm like, phew, okay, sorry, I didn't get that pictures developed. I didn't get them developed, though. Anyway, he's he's showing me, back when I got these pictures, they're like, I didn't get them developed. I, I developed myself as, um, or basically I developed my ability to see the, the, um, stuff in the clouds and stuff in the cloaked ships basically I, I can see a cloaked ship so I'm trying to say I didn't get I didn't get the I can't believe I just said that basically later I studied and studied for hours I just stared at them at the pictures because I knew there was an alien somewhere in those pictures and what happens with Arcturian ships is you'll see like a cutout of clouds There'll be like a hard edge that almost looks like a rectangle. Sometimes um, other shapes, but mostly rectangle. And if you take a picture of it when you feel or sense something there and you see a rectangular cutout of the clouds, you're going to um, eventually notice that there's a uh, ET face in the clouds inside the rectangle and that's why I started to notice and that's kind of what he was mentioning now it's just there's like I, I don't know if they do this on purpose 
they want us to get used to their image um, they look like typical gray aliens when they're in the clouds you know like that when they form you know like an image of a face uh, from their race basically and it's in the clouds it's um obviously it's just a puffy white cloud usually but it's um so you understand what they look like more but if we were to see them in front of us they would be blue their skin is kind of blue he said and michael sure hands like yeah their skin is it's blue-ish it's like there's like a pale gray um hue to some of them with the very very uh, light blue or blue green so sometimes they appear to be gray in he's saying in certain lighting but are we ever going to see them though because we're we just got to the fifth dimension he says yeah that's a fair point no you're not very likely to see them only in your mind's eye like I do or have alright so let's get let's get back to this other um, what advice can you give us for what we're going through right now we just came through the Lionsgate portal and we are um, you know, we're getting tired of all this obviously so we want to know what can we do to fortify ourselves while we wait for you and other ships to come <laughs> to help us. He says the most important thing you could do is alleviate the fears of the people around you when they hear the news from the Pentagon recently. A lot of people... Uh, we're not feeling too good about that. They were a little afraid. They were feeling um, anxious over it. And while we feel like there's not going to be a situation where people are going to call for war against us or something like this, which would be silly because we could stop all their weapons anyway, we're not... Um, we don't want to put ourselves in a position... To feel, um, we don't want to say the word wrath, okay, but we don't want to put you in a position where a lot of people are going to panic, they're going to freak out, they're going to lower their own vibration with their own fear. So we're still waiting for enough of you. And most of you have already kind of let your intentions be known that. Yeah, you want to meet your spiritual brothers and sisters. Yeah, you've heard of the Native American prophecies where we will come back and interact with you once more. A lot of you are excited and can't wait. And there's still a lot of people that believe that the Christian form of the rapture is coming and the end of the world is near. But a lot of people don't understand that it's just like the song your earth song says the end of the world as you know it not the end of the world right so a lot of people are still holding on to the belief that everything's going to end and they're going to heaven and the rest of us if you're saying the rest of you but i'm saying me elena's saying us basically the rest of you are just going to be lost forever <laughs> going to hell or whatever there's still a lot of christians out there that believe that 
is what's going to happen. So we don't want to change anybody's minds or anything like that, but we're waiting for people's spiritual and etheric or ethereal education to take place when enough people have these spiritual changes that are so pressing upon their bodies and their souls and their psyches and then they go wait a minute I think I'm having a spiritual awakening and we're waiting for some people to go through that initial wake up call even though um, like I said most of most of humanity are, are ready willing and able to meet us we're still waiting for the other uh, people to kind of be a little bit more up to date with most of you He says, hopefully that's making sense. Um, we will reveal it to us ourselves to you in time. And we are... Um, honestly, we're a little bit nervous about it. We feel like if we show up to the wrong person, we're worried about what it might do to that person. Can you imagine if we landed on your lawn, how would you react? If you don't see us, you're going to say, oh, sure, that sounds wonderful. Come on down, Michael. Everything will be great. But then if you really put yourself through a good visualization in which you imagine that we're here, do you feel any fear about that? And that's what we need to work on still. So if you want an ascension partner, energetically speaking, of course, just say, hey, Michael, share hand. Say it out loud. Or Ashtar, share hand. Please help me find a spiritual ascension partner. And what we'll do is uh, whoever is assigned to you, and we do this through energetics, we'll pick... Um, an energetic match to you from your um, your subtle body energy fields, your chakras, we look at a bunch of different things and we'll see if you're the kind of an alignment or similar energetically to somebody that we have working here on our ships and that person will go into meditative trance and they will project their spirit to you and they'll start um, unraveling any negative self-limiting beliefs you might have about yourself and then they will send energy and beam love and light into your your immediate vicinity the room where you, you're in your whole apartment and house eventually but Mostly we focus where you're at at the moment, physically. If you're in the kitchen, we'll beam the light into your kitchen. If you're in the bathroom, that's where we'll beam it. If you're asleep in your bedroom, after you ask us to help and you fall asleep, then we'll be beam what might look like a, um, he's saying like a cloche that you put over baby plants. 
it'll be like kind of a shape like that around you and kind of like a bell shape and it will surround you with love and light and calm energy but um, a lot of you or most of you won't see it because it's energy but you'll feel it you'll start to feel better um, even if you're not sensitive to energy and, and you ask us for help or for an ascension partner this is what it's going to be like at first you feel the warmth in your body you'll feel some of you might feel a little bit disoriented and dazed just for a couple seconds and then everything's going to be fine okay so when we he says when we send this energy it's shaped almost like a dome or a cloche around you and you feel this liquid warm light and then you might feel tingly and you might have moments where you're very cold and if it gets to be too intense we ask that you splash water on your face and either fall asleep or just take a quick walk around your house because if the energies get to be too intense you have to let us know Okay, I'm like, he's showing me something like cards. But I am not quite getting it. Are you talking about cards? He says, yes, we'll speak to you through tarot cards. Okay, yeah, duh. That makes sense, right? So, I'm hearing something outside. There's like people out. I'm not going to open my window or door to check it out, but... There's like people yelling or something. I don't know. It sounds like people. Uh, well, oh, I saw the reflection of my phone in the window. I freaked out for a second. Um, <laughs> like, oh my god, the rats on my door. Maybe it's people working. It sounds like pe- men in trucks. Sometimes they repair the the roads here at night, just like they do anywhere in in the world. You know, so they, they don't block traffic in the daytime when people go to work or whatever. Even though we're still in a crisis here and still have very limited businesses open. But anyway, I'm sorry, just that kind of freaked me out for a minute. Now Michael's in. Are you there? Yeah, we've been both a little bit distracted. I, okay. Yeah, I'm here. He just projected himself. He's standing right next to me. Well, that's really cool. Well, I feel him very strong and powerful. He's very tall. My God. He's very, very tall. I've never... Usually I'm sitting down on a channel and I just got up. I, I wanted to shut my curtain a little bit because I wanted to make sure that um, no one can see in the house. I don't know. Because I heard this... Because I heard the people out there talking and I don't know what that is. They're like yelling, but... Anyway, um, all right, Michael, he says, I want to give you guys a little meditation before I go. Looks like we have about 10 minutes left, he says, according to his chronological device. He's, he's like laughing because he has, 
he just showed me he has like a ball it looks like a crystal ball but it's like formed with light and that's how he tells time but it looks completely different from our clocks or watches and um, he's showing me that there's like it's like a, a, a round white ball but inside there's like blue green red um, purple there's like little teeny tiny bits of almost looks like an atom but it's about an inch inch and a half across and it's he says I don't want to say 3d because I'm in the fifth dimension now he's laughing he's like it's like um kind of like a like a marble like three or four times bigger than your biggest marble (laughs) you know he's showing me he's like like smaller than a plum about the size of a lime and he holds it in his hand and um he could tell the time and what all of his appointments are inside this ball. It's like the way that they keep track of time and their schedule is with this. And so he was, he's like, yeah, it's just, he's like looking at this, like that's how he could tell, even though he could look, he could probably see my device if he concentrated hard enough. But Okay. So he's standing right next to me. All right. He says, I'm going to stand behind you. So I'm like turning around. Okay, stand by me. Ooh. Oh, I'm getting a lot of rush of hot energy. Um, very, very high vibrational energy is starting to pour through me, hopefully. He says, yes, this is going to not only activate you, it's going to activate others. So yay, you guys. This is for a DNA upgrade and also for assessment of your body when... You are feeling stressed out. Okay, so um, he's saying to take a deep breath. Okay, uh, he says, I want you to imagine a holographic projection of your body in front of your physical body. And imagine it's like a mirrored reflection, but in energetic form. And it's a silvery blue color and it's solid it's not um, wispy and smoky it's more of a solid energetic field and you imagine that this is right in front of you and it's attached at the basic points on your body with strings of light energy so imagine this is right in front of you and there's strings between your ankles and feet towards the ankles and feet of this holographic projection same thing with your knees and your hips and at your heart line as well as your shoulders and your hips and your I think we already said hips elbows and hands neck and the top of your head and your ears your eyes your throat and then all of your chakras then you imagine the other five chakras the one that's one below holding you to the earth and you are connected not between the holographic projection and yourself with lines but rather a ball of light in the center of the earth that you are both being projected out of 
So if you can imagine that now your body and your holographic projection body, projection body, are two projections coming up from the earth and protected by Mother Earth Gaia, the spirit of your planet. Uh, we call her Terra, he says. So the spirit of Terra is protecting you. That's T-E-R-R-A. He says, okay, now imagine that you're connected with this holographic point. In this way, it makes it easier for you to close your eyes and scan with your third eye the um, points in that body. Remember that you are connected on the on the four chakras above your head. Um, the first one's eight inches above, more or less, uh, and above that, 16 inches, and then 20, and then 24 inches above your head if you want to look at it that way. But for some of you, it's expanded out because you have them activated. So one might be up to 60 feet above your head if you were going to go by measurements in the United States. We see that most of you listening are probably from the United States. And I'm like asking him about this. He says, yes, I do see um, outside of chronological time from your planet. <laughs> when you're in the fifth dimension, you could see a little bit more of the audience that will hear us from various channelers. We already know who's going to listen before it's even published. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Okay. So once you have this image of your holographic body, we want you to scan from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. And what you see before you is a projection of a pale blue white body. And as you scan it from the top to the bottom, just go very slow in your mind's eye with your eyes closed, your physical eyes closed. And you just look, and as you look, you're going to see pinpointed lights. Some of them are green. Some of them are red. And some of them are like a purpley blue. When you're looking at these, when you see the green, that is a point in which you have received healing. Allow that to flow through your body and allow, uh, it's like a packet and it'll be like a little circle, like a, a marble again. If you open that up, allow it to flood over your whole body to heal it. When you see red, that's an issue, a problem, or something you need to deal with. Send love from your heart chakra to that point, that red bit, until it changes the color. Sometimes it'll turn to blue or white. Sometimes it'll dissipate. Sometimes it'll go from red to pale, 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 pink, and then turn to white and then dissipate. It depends on uh, what the issue itself is. You can ask it, so, ask it to reveal itself to you, and then you'll learn what it is. And then you can deal with it. But if you don't feel strong enough emotionally or spiritually to know what the issue is, just send love to it until it dissipates. And then if you see purple or purpley blue energy, when you see that, that is a particular um, spiritual, uh, he's saying lesson, then he says, I don't want to say lesson. It's like a purple spiritual 
There we go. Insight. That's the word. He says it's a spiritual insight waiting for you to discover it. And when you see that, say, I want to know more about you. And it will open up and it unfold. Sometimes it will be like a burst or a radiating energy. Sometimes it will be like a lotus flower gently opening up depending on the form of the insight and where it is in your body. Remember, you're looking at the holographic projection of your body and it is in the exact mirrored position. So if you're looking at your body directly and it's over to the right, um, then it's directly over to your own personal right in your physical body is where that insight is located. And you say, hey, I want to know more about that. Usually it's related to the chakra, and that way it'll be related to the issues that come up from that chakra. So, all right, so I'm seeing one, guys, and I'm seeing a purple one kind of over my liver. So I'm asking about you, where are you, insight, where are you coming from? And that's uh, related also to my identity chakra. And it is accepting higher truths about myself that I'm growing as a spiritual being. Now I said that and now I feel it burst open and it's flooding my body with purple light right now. And I'm accepting what it is that I need to accept about myself in order to move on spiritually. And I'm seeing a green packet that's a little bit more in my head and a little bit one above my heart. And I'm asking, what are you for? And it's love that has been beamed to me from other people. Probably from you guys, so thank you. So he's saying, sometimes you'll see white bursts of light. That's God energy. It comes from the sun. It comes from God directly or your higher self. This white light energy is... You just ask it to be released in your body. And it could even be like a time-released capsule. Some of you take pills that have a time-release and it could be like that where it will just give you a flood of physical energy sometimes it will be insights or sometimes it's just packets of energy that will give you bursts of information bursts of love bursts of brilliant insight if you needed to think about something you can utilize the white packets of light any way that you need you can ask them to go, hey, I need a I need a breakthrough mentally. Please go to my mind and you will get it there. Or you say, I need physical energy right now. I need a, a spot of happiness and it'll send the happiness energy to you. So you might find more colors and it might look different for you or feel different for you. But this is a... a we call it a, a scan, a Pleiadian scan. And when you do the Pleiadian scan technique or the holographic projection technique, you may call it, you're gonna find out a lot more about yourself and more insights. So we wanted to give this to you as you move forward spiritually on your ascension path because this is something that has been developed over millennia from our world we want to share it with you because we love you and we think of you as our brothers and our sisters. And we um, feel a unity with you. We feel that you are a family. We have mentioned this many times before. 
but we wanted to bring this to your attention and your energy field again because the more that you guys realize that we are family the less the unawakened ones will feel afraid when we do finally land and are there in your world physically so we love you we send you love we come in peace and keep asking us for your ascension energy partners to come and help keep asking us for insights ask to work with us if you wish if you feel a calling and a pull in that direction otherwise if you just wants to come and give us you know just give us the energy to say hey Pleadings, we want to see you. We want to know you. We want you to help our world. And we will come as soon as we can. As soon as the Galactic Federation gives us the go-ahead, basically. It's a very delicate operation at the moment, as you can imagine. Because we don't want to frighten the people that are unawakened. And that will lower their vibration. So please send love and light to all the people that seem unawakened people that would have made you angry in the past now you can feel love and compassion for them because you realize they're asleep so that's it for now we uh, must end our galactic transmission as it were but remember that we're always with you we're always sending you love and light we are constantly here for you and we will be until your world is safely into well into a higher vibrational state in the middle to the upper part of the fifth dimension we are your friends i am ashtar shirhan and i am now ending the transmission and he's kind of bowing to me and saying namaste okay all right thank you all right well that's it guys now you've heard from Michael Sherian of Ashtar Command, and um, that was really cool. Actually, I was doing the holographic projection right when he was telling me. I hope you guys are able to do this. I hope it helps. I love all of his insights and his wisdom. I have a feeling he's a lot older than he looks. I have a feeling he's 120 or more. <laughs> of our earth years I don't know what what their years are how long they live and maybe next time he's on the show I can ask him these kinds of questions all right well that's it for now guys I wanted to let you know that I too love you I'm glad that we're here on this ascension path together that we will um, continue course forward and don't worry if you're not making huge strides and huge insights because some days you move forward one micron and some days you make huge strides as long as you're moving forward that's what counts that's what matters remember to look for your synchronicities and your coincidences and evidence and signs that you are co-creating your world that will empower you and help you to embody your higher spiritual purpose and it will give you an inner calm knowing and peace so I'll be back tomorrow with all unique and original programming just like always
I don't know what tomorrow's going to be. We'll see when we see <laughs> what it's going to be. But, um, well, there you have it. One more episode of Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast. I hope that you guys are remembering to like and subscribe and forward and tell everybody you know about the show so we can continue to grow. I have noticed evidence that we are growing, so thank you so much. For those of you who have told your Facebook groups and your YouTube followers and your Twitter followers and your people on Instagram, I wanted to thank you for your um, shout-outs. It's been helping, and I look forward to more. If you wish to DM me, you may do so at mermaidgirl888 on Instagram. That's the easiest way right now. And, well, that's it. Guys, I love you very much. Thank you so much for being here. And, again, like I said, for your continued faith and confidence in the show. But that's it for now. I'm signing off with peace and joy and the high vibes of the Holy Fifth Dimension. Till next time, guys. Peace. Metaphysical Soul Speak is run on sponsors and listener support. This means listeners like you. If you are so inclined to support my efforts and my little podcast, please visit me at anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical and pledge an amount of your choosing today. Thank you.